All righty. Welcome to another segment of BuddyCast. I'm here with my good high school buddy, Jimmy Buffalino. And we went to the same high school. We had a few classes together. And now Jimmy is a pilot. So I'm here to talk to him today all about aviation and how he enjoys just traveling in the air. How you doing today, Jimmy? Good, Nick. Thanks for having me on here, buddy. Absolutely. Let me start by asking, how'd you get interested in aviation? So I grew up um, around airplanes ever since I was a young kid. And I've always been around aviation and airplanes. And, uh, you know, my dad and my uncle are both in the industry. And it's something I've always wanted to do and follow in their footsteps. And, uh, you know, I uh, just followed my dream and my passion. And, uh, you know, now I'm where, uh, where I want to be. So it's uh, it's been a long road. But, uh, you know, I just I love the uh, being around airplanes, being on the road, traveling, seeing a lot of cool different places. So uh, it, it's a really fun job. And I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Now, yeah. was it a tough process earning your license? Yeah, so there's a couple of different routes of going uh, with obtaining your um, certification. So there's the civilian route, the route that I went. To. It's more traditional, I would say. And you also have your military um, route as well. But uh, I chose civilian. It just fit my lifestyle a little bit better and the quality of life that I wanted to have. So um, I went that route and I started flight school um, with summer camp, actually in middle school. So I started at a very young age and uh, I spent all summer out the airport learning about the little basic things about flying and airport operations. And uh, after I finished that class or that summer class, uh, I was like, huh, this is something I would be interested in, you know, doing, maybe getting the entry level uh, certification. So I had my mom sign me up for the the next class. Uh, and uh, so I think it was two summers later, or maybe it was the next, I'm not too sure, but uh, I started my private pilot training and uh, I started flying. And uh, before you know it, I was flying an airplane by myself. And uh, I, I did that, uh, my solo, uh, my freshman year at prep actually that summer. So, and then this is, huh, another thing I would love to do and pursue a career in this. So after my four years at prep, I decided to go to Kent State and get my uh, aviation degree and all my certificates and ratings and boom now i'm here so uh you know it's been a long process but uh you know it's it's definitely been a rewarding one as well absolutely yeah absolutely. now do you have any favorite places you like traveling yeah uh so for work uh you know there's work travel and there's leisure travel with our benefits uh but work travel i you know i enjoy going to different cities. Uh, you know, I try to change it up a little bit, not go to the same place all the time, unless it's the Bahamas or Key West, somewhere uh, tropical. So that's fun. Uh, you know, we, we stayed at a really nice hotel in the Bahamas. And, uh, when I was a first officer, I was trying to bid that at least once or twice a month. But, uh, now that I'm, I'm a captain, I'm on the junior side again, I'm not seeing those, uh, those places nearly as, uh, as much as I was. But uh, it's it's a lot of fun, you know. Even Nashville and Charlotte, they're they're good overnights. They put us uh, close to downtown. It's a short Uber ride. Uh, there's a lot to do there. It's a lot of fun. But uh, you know, for leisure travel and the benefits, I try try to go somewhere once a month with my girlfriend and I. But uh, you know, we we've been to Europe. We've been uh, you know in Munich, Paris. We just did that uh, as our most recent trip. Uh, we've done Cancun a couple times. So. Uh, we, when it's not a pandemic, we try to go somewhere once a month, but, uh, you know, we had plans to go over to Rome this year. 
uh, multi-coast and do all that good stuff. But it's kind of on the back burner uh, for yeah. the next couple of months until things start shaping up again. But uh, yeah, anywhere warm and tropical, really. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, do you offer, that means you offer private flights, right? So, I mean, so there's private, so are you talking just like the industry private or just yeah. me flying you privately? Well, so, yeah, so there's the airline industry and then there's also the corporate industries, which you're talking about with private, like flying private jets and, you know, all those famous people, right? Uh, it's two different ball games. You know, I chose the airline route where, you know, fly passengers. Um, and then there's also uh, the, the corporate route where you're flying, you know, people that are coming with big bucks, fly private jets, fly exotic places. I chose to do the airline route. That's just the quality of life that I wanted. Uh, not that I would be opposed to flying uh, corporate wise, mm -hmm. uh, but as of right now, it's just uh, doing commercial. But I also do uh, general aviation where I uh, still keep my uh, license and certificates current with that. And that's where I could take you up and go flying in a smaller airplane. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll definitely have to do that sometime. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it's a lot of fun. So mm -hmm. it just, you know, just depending on what lifestyle you want to choose, uh, whether it's the commercial route or the corporate route. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you touched on this a little bit earlier. How has the pandemic impacted the uh, impacted your industry? So, um, you know, the airline industry uh, was one of the hardest hit industries with the whole pandemic. Uh, you know, back in early March, when this whole thing was evolving, we were doing operations under 10 percent. And so just at my company alone, we were really overstaffed and, uh, you know, we were losing a lot of money every day. Uh, so, but over the, just yesterday, the company came out and told us that we're back up to 50% operations in just over a couple of months. So, um, you know, there's a positive trend uh, coming back with a little bit of demand of air travel. Uh, but, you know, I've been flying this whole pandemic. I, there was a point where we were flying, you know, full airplanes. And then next thing you know, over the course of the next three weeks to you know, a month and a half, flights were canceling crazy. Nobody was flying. People started canceling their, their flights. But there's one point, Nick, where I flew one person from Chicago to Key West. And I literally, I told him, this is your private flight. You know, this is your airplane. So it kind of goes back. I guess it kind of did a little bit of private flying, right? Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, it was just, it was crazy. You know, I've seen... I've been, I've seen it all, um, but I'm optimistic. I think that, uh, you know, the airline industry will bounce back hopefully quicker uh, than what a lot of people are saying, you know, but uh, I mean, it's, it, it, it is what it is. And, you know, I still tell people that I would feel safe flying my grandparents on the flight right now. Um, you know, there's that saying that, you know, the safest means of traveling is by airplane, right? You have a better chance of, unfortunately crashing going to the airport then you know something bad happening while flying same thing now we have these uh air filters on our airplanes or high efficiency uh, air filters that circulate that air and clean the air and it's actually probably one of the place the safest place to be right now so mm -hmm. um you know we just got to build uh that demand back up and we need people to start buying airline tickets like they were buying toilet paper you know that's that's the joke <laughs> running right now so <laughs> but we'll see i'm optimistic Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I can see a lot of people, you know, wanting to get out and get away from their home. So, hey, honey, <laughs> now, I mean, hey, you know, I mean, 
it, we, we had plans to go to Vegas in a couple of weeks. Um, mm -hmm. you know, they were offering all those discounts and stuff like that. And unfortunately with, uh, with, uh, the spikes kind of going up and stuff, we, we've decided not to go. They started putting more restrictions in place. So, but we're like, Hey, you know, we're not gonna drop all that money to go there and have, you know, a 50% vacation, you know, being able to do what we want to do there. So we just decided to try to go somewhere else. And so we'll see, you know, I think a lot of people are tired of sitting at home and, you know, they want to get out and go travel. They haven't seen friends and family for, you know, several months now. And, uh, you know, we got to work through it and, uh, you know, I think uh, everything's going to bounce back quick and, uh, I'm up near the, the holidays, you know, so, um, you know, November, December, January, you might see a little bit of a demand and, uh, definitely spring break next year, you know, cause then we can go on spring break this year. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, just need people out there, you know, being safe, uh, but, uh, you know, also flying at the same time. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now have you, you've mentioned something about a private flight earlier. Have you ever flown any celebrities that you're allowed to talk about? Yeah, so we we fly different kinds of people from all backgrounds all the time, and uh, you know, just uh, a couple to mention. You know, I've uh, flown a couple of hockey players. Um, I've flown the Stanley Cup even uh, back when I was three months into the job. Uh, I was flying from Pittsburgh to Newark, and uh, we got the cargo load report, and it said that there's uh, the Stanley Cup on board. I go, wow, I need to get my picture of that. So that was pretty cool. Uh, being able to fly that uh, when the Penguins won the Stanley Cup in 2017. Um, I've flown Matthew McConaughey. I've flown uh, Karen Pence, Mike Pence's wife, the second lady, um, which was a very interesting flight, a lot of secret service. <laughs> That's probably the most secured flight I've ever flown. Uh, I've flown DJ, what's that? The same time, most pressured. I know, right? <laughs> um, I've flown DJ Pauly D before. Um, I, if, I don't know if you listen to country music, but Kane Brown, I've flown him. Uh, Mariah Sharapova, who's a tennis player. So, and, you know, a lot of times, you know, when we're flying, you know, these uh, celebrities or people of interest, I don't even know until after the fact, unless the gate agent or the flight attendants uh, tell me beforehand. But, uh, you know, uh, if you're going into Nashville, there's a good chance you're flying a country music star, you know, if they don't have their own private jet. So, um, but, uh, you know, you just never know who you're going to fly, who's going to show up on your flight. So, uh, it, you know, it's a lot of fun though. Whenever I do get to meet those uh, people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, have you ever, while in the air, have you ever had like any shaky experiences, like any storms you ran into or moments that you like had to make a quick stop before something happens or something like that? Yeah. So every time, you know, I, I, I could tell people every time I fly, there's a, it's about 80% of the time it's seamless. It goes very smooth and really not much to, not necessarily worry about, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's a normal day in the job, but then you have the other 20% where, you know, we're dealing with weather. It could be thunderstorms. It could be uh, wind visibility or even snowstorms in the wintertime. And that is what makes the job challenging, uh, at times. And, um, you know, just over the last couple, um, the last two flights I had last week, um, every day is dealing with thunderstorms you know, and picking our way around the weather, trying to make the, you know, the smoothest, safest uh, ride for the passengers in the back. But, uh, you know, when 
when things just aren't, you know, going the way you want them to, it, it does make it challenging. Um, you know, not only for, you know, us, but everybody else that's trying to get into that airport or get around the weather, you know, most importantly, we don't want to make people late either, you know, for the connecting flights or anything like that. So, uh, you know, when there is weather and there's delays, it can, you know, it does throw a wrench in the whole operation everywhere. But, uh, you know, there was a time this past winter up in Buffalo, the snowstorm was just crazy. And not that Buffalo is a big airport, you know, compared to New York or Chicago or anything like that. But, you know, their operations uh, aren't um, as efficient as they are at those bigger airports. So, you know, I'm sitting there on the ramp and we're off the gate waiting to be de-iced. And there's probably three or four other airplanes there as well, but there's only one de-icer. So, and the snow is coming down so fast, it's, you know, you're not able to clean the airplane off. Uh, quick enough and not and same goes for cleaning the runway off um, cleaning all the snow off that so that made it a little bit of a challenge and you know making sure that the airplane is safe for uh flight but uh you know uh it's every day is a new day nick and uh you know and that's why i like this job and uh you know those challenging times that we have you know, at the end of that, that's where it's rewarding. It's like, wow, I can't believe I was just able to, you know, get around that thunderstorm or be able to land in the weather conditions that are, you know, at the time of landing at the airport. So uh, it definitely keeps uh, the job interesting on at the same time. Most definitely. Now, speaking of interesting, do you have any interesting stories? Like, can you give us at least one or something? Like, Yeah, so um, I guess just recently, last month, we were flying over D.C., and I heard Air Force One on the radio, and, uh, you know, they kept us low. They weren't allowing us to climb just for separation, um, you know, with, you know, with the president and stuff. But uh, I saw Air Force One right off to our right, about 20 miles off in distance, and that was cool. You know, be able to see that 747 that big out. Or I guess that far out, you know, I mean, you, you, it really does stand out in the sky, especially, you know, in an, you know, an empty sky rather. Um, so that was cool. Um, you know, I see a lot of uh, shooting stars and satellites at night or in the early mornings. So, but, uh, you know, I've seen sunsets and sunrises that, you know, that are priceless, you know, that a lot of passengers won't be able to see in the back. So, um, you know, but nothing nothing beats waking up in the morning being the first one in the sky and watching the sunrise it's nice and smooth usually pretty quiet but uh mm. you know uh that's i mean you know like i said every day is a new day and you know no two days are the same and i'm always you know seeing something new and that's what keeps the job fun and interesting absolutely absolutely now, how much work goes into being a pilot, if you don't mind me asking? A lot of work, Nick, a lot of work. So, uh, you know, I mean, that, that's a it's a big loaded question. Uh, I'll try to keep it simple. But, you know, every year I have to go through training, go to our headquarters in Indy and go to the schoolhouse for a couple of days for ground school and then go back uh, for a couple of days for uh, sim training. And so we're always you know, keeping current with all the, the current regulations uh, with the FAA, as well as company uh, procedures that seem to be changing more frequently than not. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're, we're always uh, doing the best we can to be safe and uh, making sure that our operations uh, run smoothly. And, uh, you know, besides the fact of, you know, flying in the airlines, you know, like I mentioned earlier, um, I fly still just, you know, small airplanes. I have my certified flight instructor certificate. So I need to keep that up to date uh, every two years. And I go through recurrent training, which takes about 12 hours to complete. 
So, you know, keeping updated with all the bulletins that the FAA is posting on a regular basis, you know, the different uh, regs that are changing. Um, and, you know, uh, like they say, a good pilot's always learning. So it's a, it's a constant, uh, you know, learning progress and, you know, trying to learn from, you know, different experiences like the ones that I mentioned earlier about, you know, dealing with snowstorms, thunderstorms, bad visibility. Those are situations where you really can't teach somebody until you've actually have done it or in the point in time doing it. So a lot of it's, you know, trial and error, you know, Hey, maybe going left around the thunderstorm didn't make as much sense. It was a little bumpier. Maybe we should go right or try to climb above it. But, uh, you know, it's constant, constant learning and progress. And, uh, you know, a lot of sleepless nights, uh, a lot of time does go into it, especially back in the early stages of training when things are all foreign and you're trying to, you know, get that grasp of, uh, the concepts. And most importantly, the money, you know, there's a lot of money that goes into it. So, um, but at the end of the day, it's a very rewarding career and it's been worth every, every dollar, every time, every, uh, you know, any situation, um, you know, that might've been, uh, you know, a little hurdle to get over. So it's, it's definitely been rewarding. Most definitely. Now my final question to you, let's say there's someone watching this video right now who's thinking of becoming a pilot, what's your advice to them? My advice is follow your dreams and follow your heart. You know, don't let uh, anything or anyone stop you from achieving your dream. Um, you need to overcome, you know, the perseverance. And uh, the, the biggest thing right now with the whole pandemic going on, you know, try to not let that psych you out because the airline industry is, it's a big wave, you know, it's always changing. And right now, unfortunately, it's at the bottom of that wave. And But you know what? It's going to grow again. And like I tell people, because I've been mentoring a lot of, uh, you know, new pilots, student pilots, and private pilots uh, during this time. And, you know, they have a lot of questions and a lot of doubt of continuing their training because of the airline industry. But what I tell them is, is just because the airline industry is bad right now, it doesn't mean it's going to be bad in two, three years from now. Um, you know, it's the best time to train. Uh, you know, for the career of aviation. And so, um, you know, like I tell people that, you know, go out, follow your dreams. Um, you know, I, I know I'll probably be made fun of for saying this, but, you know, if it was hard or if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. You know, so it does take a lot of determination, a lot of drive, and you just got a passion for it. And, you know, if you have passion for whatever you're doing, whether it's flying or being a teacher or a chef or whatever it may be, you know, it's going to make it that much easier, you know, going through those hurdles and, you know, the, the learning process. So, um, you know, it, it, and you're always going to be going through some type of, you know, obstacle through any career. And so you just got to, you know, battle it, stick with it and, you know, follow your dreams and hopefully they come true someday. Absolutely. absolutely. Yes, I'm not sure if you're a pilot or a motivational speaker there. But that's <laughs> well, that's the mentor side of me coming out. <laughs> I've had a lot of mentors and a lot of help and heck, I've, I've been, I've had, I had to overcome a lot of perseverance through my training as well. And, uh, you know, it wasn't easy. And, uh, you know, I just got to stick with it. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of times where I was going through my training. I'm like, man, am I ever going to be able to 
get through this process to move on to the next step. And, uh, you know, it takes, you know, it takes some guts and, you know, some uncomfortable situations to put yourself in, uh, not unsafety wise, but, you know, uh, you know, flying by yourself for the first time, going flying at night for the first time, you know, anything that you do for the first time is usually, you know, you have like gut feeling like, Hmm, is that right? Is that something I want to do, man? I'm real nervous. But once you do it, once you get into it, it's, it's just second nature, you know? So, but, uh, yeah, I, I hope, you know, there's more people that want to be pilots because there's gonna be a, a big shortage and I still think there will be. So, um, you know, great time to fly. So go to school to fly. <laughs> Absolutely. So, well, thank you so much for joining us. I know you're going to fly right now. So you bet, Nick. Thanks for having me on here. We'll have to do it again. Most definitely. This is my friend, my buddy, Jamie Buffalino. If you're ever looking for a good pilot, if you're ever looking to take a trip, I highly recommend him. I know I'm going to be talking with him, right, honey? So, all right. Well, thanks for joining us on BuddyCast. And for all my buddies out there, we'll see you next time. We'll see you, Nick. Thanks, guys.